Welcome to Alter Your Comics Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Laura. And I'm Adrian. And Jared is still MIA. Well, he's not missing. We know where he is. Well, I mean, kind of. As long as, I mean, I don't know his address. You said it was like 1313 last week. Oh, yeah. Mockingbird Lane. Yeah. What I say versus what is true may not necessarily well, be the same thing. So, it is what it is. But yeah, Jared is still buying a house. Jared, if you're listening, we miss you. Jared, but if you get closer, we will have a harder time missing you. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't. I don't know how to go off of that one. So yeah, I'm just going with that one. Yeah. So night, anyway, uh, hello everybody that is listening, and everyone that's here, I guess. Hello there. Hello. Even if you're not listening, hello. Oh, didn't see you there. This week is the weekend of Memorial Day. So we decided, hey, let's be lazy and use Memorial Day as a reason to pick a topic to talk about. So, yay. I didn't think that was lazy. That's like our theme. We pick like holidays and events that are happening. and That's because I'm lazy. Yeah. And that just is easy inspiration. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. We can, <laughs> we can roll with that. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I mean, I, it makes me, because it's another week that I don't have to worry about picking a topic and us debating for like a half hour. Well, should we talk about this? Should we talk about that? Well, well, holiday's coming up. Cool. Easy. Focus. Yeah. By the way, Father's Day's coming up soon, too. So, yeah, that'll be, <laughs> chances are, that'll be a theme for an episode. In about two weeks. So, yay. So, yeah, Memorial Day. Um, within that, we're talking about different characters that are, okay, so, real talk also. This is going to be very similar to our Veterans Day episode of <laughs> Veterans, because, hey, well, I mean, there's a lot of overlap there. To be honest, uh, I do want to, I do want to, you know. How do, how do you shout out to fallen heroes? I do want to give a thank you Seance. to all of our right, Ouija, Ouija board to or, all of our fallen you response for the thank you. Oh Lord. Yeah. That would be a little, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for the people that have served in our military that have fallen um, wherever you are. Thank you. Yeah. Ditto. And yeah, uh, that's too serious. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, who wants to go first about picking a character? I vote not it. Hmm. Uh, character? I thought we were supposed to pick out like stories that were... Okay, you know what? I'll... You can go whatever direction you want, yeah, as long about... as you can talk. Whatever Memorial Day means to you in comic book world, I went with characters. So I went with, with soldiers in war um, and things like that. Um, my list starts off with kind of an obscure Marvel book that I read uh, because of my brother really liking it back in the 80s. Um the nth man um it starts off in world war three in soviet russia where uh, a bunch of troops are going in to save uh his name is actually john doe in the book uh which was i, I always thought that was kind of weird uh but he was in a he was a ninja trained assassin and the whole point of the story was that he needed to stop his now would it be telekinetic or psychokinetic he could actually change matter so which whichever one is is correct uh who was trying to end the world by saving it or saving the world by ending it um at one point he does succeed so far as to uh he destroys all the nuclear weapons on the planet uh and then he takes them into space and makes them go away uh and then he becomes Galactus. Uh, and apparently, I didn't know this back then, he had actually made an appearance in a, one or two different Marvel books. It was also Marvel, uh, but like Marvel proper, like 
an Avengers book or or uh, it was Excalibur, I think it was, where he takes off his Galactus helmet and it's not Galactus. It's actually uh, the brother's name was Alfie Alfie Omegan. So did was, he literally become Galactus? I thought that was like a joke. Like he no, essentially was. No, like he had the armor and the helmet with the angled wings or whatever. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, so the origin became, of Galactus. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Um, it was just, it, I just remember those first couple of issues, uh, seeing a lot of tactics, uh, just a lot of invasion. Uh, and so when you text me what the, what the topic was, my head actually went straight to, my brain went straight to the unfin. It was just a short run, like 16 issues long. Uh, I found out that it was actually supposed to be going, it was supposed to have gone like 20 some odd issues, but it got canceled and. Yeah. Which happens a lot in comics, unfortunately. It well, does. fortunately, unfortunately, depends on what it, it is. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes books should be canceled because you can tell they're just filling out story. Like, no, no, just end it, be done. Right. Like what the Clone Saga should have been. It should have been canceled. <laughs> you said clones, and I thought Star Wars. I'm like, uh, they're still making them. And no, they're, no, they're really good. They you meant the Spider-Man Clone yeah, Saga? Yeah, right. That lasted <laughs> forever. But the Clone Saga was inside his other book, so doesn't that imply he wanted the whole book canceled? No, they, I, the the story arc should have been canceled. They should have like, all right, just stop the story. Stop. Like originally it was supposed to be a short story. And then they're like, oh, we'll just keep, people like this. People are selling or buying yeah. this. We'll extend it on and on and on and on. And... Sorry. I was one of those people back then. Yeah. It's all your fault. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes books should be ended early. Sure. And um, so yeah, sometimes it's one of those like, okay, it's not selling or, you know, like a worldwide pandemic happens and stuff stops getting printed. Yeah. That's what happened last year. That was Gwen Stacy that we were talking about earlier and the Amazing Mary Jane. Yeah, we were talking about that before we went on air, that those were just like, oh, uh, they're canceled. Black Cat survived, though. Yeah, and Marvel tried to cancel a couple other ones, like Ant-Man, I believe. and I remember they wanted to do that only digitally. Right, they wanted to cancel it brand new digitally. But you already started. Like, if you do just digital, that's fine. But if you do print for the first three issues and you're going to end off the last two issues digital only, no. I think that may have happened with Mary Jane, that it was digital only, but I'm not sure. I didn't look into it. Yeah, I don't know. But that's a, I understand why they did that, but I disagree with it. I'm like, just either end it or don't. So, uh, Laura, would you like to go next or would you like me to go next? Sure, I can give this my spin on it. So, I went with a lesser known veteran in my mind. I wasn't sure how many people actually realized that Kirk Connors from the Spider-Man universe was a veteran. He enlisted to become a surgeon in the war for the army. And I assume it's Vietnam, but I don't think they ever really say. But I think we've discussed before how a lot of soldiers, to keep them relevant, they aren't always named what war. Or they just keep changing, like Nick Fury. Like, oh, World War II. Oh, Korea. Uh, Vietnam. Uh, Mm -hmm. Desert Storm. Uh, I remember that's what they did with uh, Tony at the beginning of the Extremis uh, story arc. He was in Afghanistan when he got blown up, but originally he was in Vietnam. I always forget, was Iron Man actually a veteran, or was he just in the location of a war just when he got location. hurt? Just in the location. He was an arms dealer. Okay. Arms dealer and manufacturer. Okay. Just curious. But back to Kirk Connors. Um, his first appearance was in Amazing Spider-Man number 6 in 1963. So that's one reason why I think, oh, it's probably Vietnam for him to be about the right age at that point, too be interacting with spider-man he was injured in an explosion lost his right arm and that led to his passing 
passionate research into regeneration as seen in lizards. And it turns out he and his war buddy Ted Solace, who is actually the Man-Thing, um, they developed the serum to regrow his arm, and that also transformed him into the lizard. Luckily, Spider-Man has repeatedly found temporary cures to return Connors to his human self, although he often reverts back when he's under extreme stress or under Norman Osborn's control. There have been a few different arcs and things where people cause him stress to make him become the lizard. He's attempted to turn all of humanity into human-lizard hybrids because he thinks it's better, like you can regenerate your arms, you, he th assumes you have longer longevity and that sort of thing. You're stronger, um, you have all the proportional abilities of a lizard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and at some point he did transform his own son, and because of all this stress and him back and forth between lizard, human, lizard, human, like, it went on for pages and pages on Wikipedia. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize... How often this happens. Um, but his wife, Martha, Martha, left him. And she later, <coughs> she died of cancer, sadly. Partly, like, it sounded like they blamed Kurt's first job for their cancer. Because I think they lived near a place that was, like, polluting the area. And it may have been where he worked. I'm hazy on that now, sorry. And anyway, so his son Billy ended up in the foster care of his aunt and uncle. And they kind of glossed over this. I need to find this issue. But at some point, the lizard was trying to get back and, like, take Billy back from the aunt and uncle, but decided to eat him instead. Yeah, so. that, was re that was really weird. <laughs> yeah. And that was, like, the last couple of years, even, that, mm -hmm. that happened. Yeah, that was fairly recent. And then the lizard turned into the shed for a while, and Spider-Man had to, like, bring him back from being in the depths of that crazy uh, yeah. lizard mind. I didn't and like the artwork. It was too liney. It was too, I don't know. I want to say it was Chris Bacalo that did it. Oh, that guy. I, I want to say it was him. Or like, whenever I think of lizard recently, it, I think of him when he drew him and not a fan personally. Yeah, right. Yeah. And when I think of the lizard recently, it was the dead no more clone conspiracy that Martha and Billy were cloned and their consciousness reloaded into a body by Ben Riley, And so the lizard got his second chance with his family. He actually returned to teaching at Empire State University because he got an inhibitor chip put in his brainstem that helped him control the lizard. And that happened in Amazing Spider-Man Volume 5, Number 1, Back to Basics in 2018. And although last I heard, I think he lost the inhibitor chip in the Craven the Hunter run where Craven kidnapped Billy and the black cat tried to free him. and Yes, that sounds correct. A bunch of stuff happened there, but I didn't get the details on that. But in conclusion, the lizard, as Kurt Connors, is a lesser-known veteran, and that's a little history of what happened to him after he was a veteran. Yeah, I don't know if it was the most recent story arc with him or the one before where he was like full-on stuck as permanent lizard, they thought it was like the lizard consciousness, but it was Connors himself, like stuck in that body, too, kind of like a Hulk syndrome. Like that wasn't the shed. <clears throat> I it might I, it might have been. I don't know. I thought it because I remember him being in prison and like he yelled out for his son or something. Like it was, it was like, no, it's me. It, it's Kurt. But like he decided to keep himself in prison because he knew he was a danger to everybody. Yeah, I think that I did gloss across that. It was. On the raft, I think at some point, like just yeah. before Doc Ock took over Spider-Man's body. Okay. I think that's yeah. when the lizard was on the raft and trying to keep himself, 
keep his family safe from himself. Right. It, it was very messy. I remember that. Like, oh, mm-hmm. he's in control. No, he's not. Oh, he's eating his family? Like, very weird. He felt bad about it. I mean, Still does. I mean, that's great, I guess. <laughs> he feels bad, like... Indigestion? <laughs> or, yeah, yes. You can read my mind. Yeah, that's what I do. So, yeah, that is Kirk Connors, Lizard. Um, when you're talking about, like, re- regeneration and everything, it reminds me of a video I saw online recently where they're talking about prosthetics. And they're actually developed a third thumb that people can use. Like, it attaches below your pinky, and you can wirelessly use it as an extra thumb on your hand. And they're using that to like help with development of other prosthetics of like, oh, artificial hands and stuff like where there's nothing there. It just sits there, but it it detects the brain waves and everything. And you can actually move it like a full hand. That's weird. And uh, is another thumb on your hand. Yeah, it looks really weird. Like, I don't, I understand like if you lost a hand and using prosthetics, you already know how to use your hand. Sure. Right. But adding a new appendage, that's really weird. Although like sometimes when you've lost something, you bring it back, you can't do it quite the same like you have to relearn how to do it right but again i still understand that versus something you've never experienced before a new thumb or finger or whatever like an additional one it reminds me of that scene in uh if you remember early 2000s late 90s uh gattaca it was a genetic manipulation movie and uh i think it was ethan hawk and gwyneth paltrow maybe they go to a, a a piano concert and he's amazing but he and at the end he throws his gloves into the crowd, and the girl, I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm probably wrong. Uh, she takes a look at the glove, and she counts one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> so uh, he has six fingers, six digits on each hand. So he, that's why he was able to play so much better. I want to throw Sorry. in two Spider Man when he had the the extra arms, and he's using the wrong arm oh, without the yeah. web shooter. Oh, I picked the wrong one. <laughs> wait, wait, nope, the wrong one. How about this one instead? So yeah, that's just we can talk about that. I just had to throw that out there. I was like, oh, that was, just seems weird, and we're living in the future. So uh, first one on my list for Memorial Day is the Human Torch. You're asking yourself, what Human Torch? Johnny Storm? Who? Johnny Storm? No, what? we're talking about the original Human Torch. Johnny Storm. Uh. Chris Jim, Evans. Jim Hammond from the Invaders of World War II. Now, originally, he was not an invader. They retconned that and like, oh, uh, he's an, that's where those, the team's called. They're invaders. But he was in World War II with uh, Captain America and Toro, I believe, was the other mm-hmm. flame character, and um, Namor. They were a bunch of allies that were fighting against different Nazis, usually. Because I, I believe it was in the... What theater is it called? The European theater. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they retconned him like, oh, well, actually, here's the name. They actually call it the team. So, hey, it's the Invaders. Cool. I really like him because they, in the last, I don't know, uh, 10 years or so, they d- have done more and more flashback stories with the Invaders and even brought them back to the re- re- uh, present time where they're a full team. And I'm a sucker for them whenever they show up like, oh, it's like the Avengers, but almost better. Because they're usually, it's a shorter story, so they have a purpose of what they're doing that's a targeted story, and it's usually really good. And Human Torch, uh, Jim Hammond, he has died several times because he's, I think it's fair to say he's a he. I mean, he's a He's, a he's called a synthetic man. Right. He is not a human being. Right. But he is a living being, and he's died, and they brought him back several times. And yeah, he's the original Human Torch. I remember seeing the... um 
in in Captain America, we went to go see the theater in the theater, and uh, it was one of those Easter eggs that you manage to catch if you're you know you're watching everything for anything. That was and the I first do remember Avenger that too. was in the first Avenger where we see, I think it's called the synthetic man is what's on the, what's the label on top of the the tube that he's in. He's like in a pod that's like a yeah. display case almost mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I would. It'd be cool if they would have them in the MCU. At this point, I don't think it's super feasible though. How to write it? How to make it make sense? But at the same point, who knows? I mean, Marvel they can do whatever they want. Sure. And... Timey wimey. Can they? I mean, they can do whatever they want. Not saying we'll like whatever they want, but they can do whatever they want. <laughs> yes. I was just trying to think if who has rights to the other Human Torch and if that would be enough of a conflict. That, that was they Fox, but Disney owns Fox now, so it's yeah. okay. Okay. The only ones that does, Disney does not own of Marvel is Spider Man. They own everything else now. Poor Spider Man. But they're they're working together, so Spider-Man. it's getting better. All right, Adrian, what's next on you? Uh. Uh, the other one, obviously, you know, from the 80s, I thought about uh, G.I. Joe. Go, Joe. Um, uh, it's funny because I just, last week I talked about one of my classes, and um, <clears throat> I went back and I watched the opening to the G.I. Joe movie, the cartoon, the animated cartoon, and it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way, two ways about it. But it's good. I remember really liking that movie. I remember... I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm older, and so I appreciate these things differently. That could be it. Nostalgia. Yeah, nostalgia yeah. is a maybe, real thing. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or it was a simpler time when it came out versus now, too. Just how much how much the world has changed then versus Did now. Did just call me simple? Did you just call me simple? Then, yeah. <laughs> he might not have, but I was thinking it real hard. Um, no, I, it was... It was... Yeah, okay, I'll give you simpler. It was... Good guys, bad guys, red lasers versus blue lasers, uh, and nobody died. You know that was that was the other thing. There was something about GI Joe, even in the comic book, it was just good versus bad. You know, not very complicated. Yeah, and it it was funny because you know there there would be these you know climaxes or these um, end of story or not the end of story in the middle of story. You know, is Stalker going to die? Is Duke going to be okay? What's going to happen next month? Next month, because everything was monthly. Bi-weekly was super duper weird and very rare. Is, you know, Lady Jane going to be okay? You know, uh, you see Scarlet hanging from the edge of a building and Snake Eyes is running to, you know, get to her in time. And will he make it in time? It's just, I don't know. Nobody, but nobody ever died, you know. So two things I want to add to that. Uh, there is one episode where people did die in G.I. Joe. Uh, that was in Community. I believe it was season six. Uh, Jeff Winger has a mental breakdown where he doesn't want to leave Greendale and he creates his own world where it's G.I. Joe. And he kills people. And <laughs> and both Cobra and G.I. Joe team up to go against the study group because, like, wait, you're actually killing people. We all agreed. Like, we'll shoot each other, but we won't kill anybody. Like, vaguely remember that episode. Our insurance doesn't cover the actual death. <laughs> so we that's why we don't, nobody kills each other. So there was one episode-ish where they killed each other. Right. Uh, the other thing is, I want to mention that Snake Eyes is currently in Batman Fortnite. The issue three came out last week, and the, it was the big, all right, Snake Eyes versus Batman. Who's going to win the fight? Because Fortnite is pandering, I'm going to go with, is the polite way to put it. So, yeah. And so is DC with 
pandering to like here's a bunch of Fortnite stuff and you get Batman exclusives and Snake Eyes because F it, why not? Who would win between Batman and Snake Eyes? Uh, so the so the way the issue works, slight spoilers, but eh, it is what it is. Each round of the game, it resets everybody's mind. So sometimes Batman would win, sometimes Snake Eyes would win because it depends on who would get what advantage of the time. And eventually, even though their minds were wiped, like they had a physical memory, so they still like had a bonding together uh, of combat respect. And at one point, after like thirty recycles or whatever of them fighting, all the other contestants just would get around like a gladiatorial combat. Like we don't care what's about fighting each other; we want to see you guys fight and just see who wins, just because <laughs> you're that good of a fight. I don't know that it would. I don't. I don't know that it would be that good. So I'm. So to ask to answer the question of who would win the fight, I'm going to quote Stanley more or less of who's going to win. Whoever the writer wants. Uh, yep. uh, when he's talking about who'd win the a war between or a fight between the Hulk and the Thing, well, if I'm it's a Hulk book, well, the Hulk's gonna win. If it's a Thing book, the Thing's gonna win. So if it's Batman Fortnite, Batman's gonna win. So it all depends on who the writer is. Fortnite always wins the yeah. what is it the this ring the circle the circle yeah the circle the, the storm I think the is storm what always wins. It's a storm. Yeah. From X Men. Uh, I can't remember her name Aurora. Yeah. Aurora. Sorry. No, that's still not right. Aurora. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> Get down. So, Laura, what is next on your list? Um, I put Rex Strickland next because he's a little more of a current character. Well, is that not the guy really, from but... Back to the Future, the bald principal? Strickland? Mr. Strickland? I'm not sure now. I'd have to go check. Or it's but, from Pro, uh, King of the Hill, Strickland Propane, oh, Propane yeah, right. Accessories. Yeah, yeah. Buck Strickland. No, none of these are correct. Um, <laughs> he is a character that showed up because of all the, the Venom crossovers and the King in Black and the Null is coming and all that. He first appeared in Venom Volume 4, Issue Number 1, and Venom was a one-shot that explained his origin. He was exposed to samples of the Grendel symbiote in an attempt to heal him of injuries sustained during the Vietnam War. It actually was specific of the war at that point. And it was a shield program that they called the Sim Soldier Program. And he became corrupted by his symbiote, which was codenamed Tyrannosaurus, which I find ironic because he's Rex and his symbiote's Tyrannosaurus. I like it. And Nick Fury and Wolverine were sent to neutralize him. But it turns out Rex corrupted his Tyrannosaurus right back with goodness. So when Nick Fury, who was actually an LMD, triggered an explosion, the symbiote chose to defy Null, save Logan, tried to save Rex. Didn't do a good job, though. So Rex actually did die in the process. And, well, technically. The symbiote did save him a little bit and started, like pretending to be him kind of took over his life and then my notes trailed off because I went outside to find the cat for about half an hour um but anyways um eventually really what happened was I think it's Eddie Brock when they're inside the 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 hive mind oh I'm, I'm looking to you guys for help and I just realized none of you read anything about no. King of Black the okay. last Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex Venom thing was the thing that I saw at the store the other day it was a Lego set and Ooh. it legit was the dinosaur venomized so <laughs> was that at your store uh, we, had, we had the pop vinyl oh, okay. of um oh Dino Pool of Deadpool as oh, a dinosaur okay. 
And then we, for our collector core, we got the venomized version of Dino Pool. Oh, yeah, that is nice. That but was then... in the like Avengers Wasteland or Last Logan Standing in the future, right? I don't know. Yeah, whatever. It was probably in Venomverse that I didn't read either because yeah. it's Venom. I, I'm sorry, folks. I don't care about Venom typically. <laughs> See, I'm really interested in Venom, but I don't remember things very well without my notes. But I know at some point, like when they were trying to collect all the codices together, that's when Rex Strickland kind of reformulated, but he was still like a dead apparition inside this. He was a zombie. Thing. Zombie Rex. <laughs> Yeah, but it was like still inside someone's mind. Okay. It was like when when Eddie was dead for a little while, and he regrouped with all the codices because he was a codice, and like it was kind of like all their little souls were inside, and they all banded together to free everybody. And when they brought back Agent Venom, Flash Thompson, like they found his codice and brought him back, like. Somehow being in there and really focusing, they could bring back a couple people from the dead. The ones that are convenient yeah. enough for the story. Yeah. The ones that sold. Right. That made money. So the moral yeah. of the story, folks, is uh, comic books are complicated and convoluted, but just roll with it. Yep. And no one ever really dies. Yeah. Although I don't think Rex came back in that because they only wanted Venom and Flash. They'll bring but... him back eventually for something or retcon or who Or they'll have his son be something or who knows. I don't know if Rex had a son. They can retcon. It'll be fine. Yeah, that's true. But, so, yeah, Rex Strickland was another veteran who has recently been in some issues of Marvel Comics that I found interesting. All right. Ta-da. Uh, next one for me is War Machine. Trivia time. What is War Machine's real name? Who is War Machine? Rhodey something. Rodney Dangerfield. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rhodey. But what's his first name? I thought that was his first War? name. No. That's his nickname. Rhodey is his nickname. Oh, that's, that's not, right. That's James. Not, James. James oh, Rhodey. That's James right. Rhodes. James Rhodes. Yeah, right, right. James Rhodes is his name. James, technically, the internet said, they had to point out, James Rupert Rhodes. Rupert. Yeah. Uh, he is the sometimes Iron Man, mostly War Machine. He was Iron Man when Tony Stark quit because he was too drunk. And Rhodey's like, all right, well, I'm going to be Iron Man for, you, for a while then. And he's mostly known for being War Machine, though. Where he died in Civil War Two, like at the very beginning of Civil War Two, actually, and that was that's where it was. Yep. You mentioned that earlier, and I was like, "Where? When? When?" I couldn't remember when he died. It was very early in, like the first issue of Civil War Two, and that was part of the reason why oh. uh, Iron Man went against Carol Danvers because she was using the Corbett Cube that could see the future, right. or as a person that had it was like, a kid, it was a kid, right. it was a mutant, uh, inhuman. And in human, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could see the future, like 10, 15, 20 minutes or whatever into the future. And she was like, all right, well, we should use this ability to, you know, save the earth and, you know, cut off bad stuff from the past. And then one of the missions where Bucky and I think two other people died, but they're like, eh, he was the main one that really set off Tony, where he died because they were trying to stop Thanos from destroying earth. And yeah, he died. That led off to Civil War Two, where uh, Tony Stark was like, "Hey, there is no seeing the future. There's a chance that that's the future, but that's no. There's no set in stone because of the infinite possibilities physics. and physics mm -hmm. and everything. Like you can't actually predict the future. You can predict a future, but not necessarily the future. 
there's an argument that says once you see the future, that's no longer the future because you saw it. So that would change the way it would actually happen. We see the I same. I think that's arg- Schrodinger. Very much, yeah. We see the same argument with um, just observing an environment. Right. Just mm-hmm. by observing it, you change it. So, yeah, they set off that path of like, should we use this ability? Should we not? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, Rhodey and the team was successful at stopping Thanos from destroying the Earth, potentially. I mean, he didn't actually destroy the Earth, but it did set up a new civil war of, you know, should we follow the future seer? Should we not? Uh, what intentions does the future seer have? How does the power actually work? Blah, blah, blah. And yeah, luckily, like shortly after Civil War II ended, they immediately brought him back from the dead. He was gone for like six months of our time, if that, like however long the series itself lasted. Then Tony's like, all right, resurrected, done. Um, when he came back, he decided, uh, that, you know, dying in the war machine suit was a little traumatizing. So I'm done with that now. And, re- and uh, Tony was like, well, but we still need you as a hero. He's like, okay, that's fine. He had like this giant mech suit that he just pilot. He's like, well, I- I've always been a pilot at heart. So instead of this having this, you know, small armor, I'll just fly a combat ship. That's awesome. And it, it worked for a while. Eventually he came back as war machine. He got over his fears and he's like, oh, well, here we go. So yeah, that is my number two, which is war machine. I'm tempted to tell a story. Can I diverge? For sure. A <laughs> so I found it really interesting. The first episode I saw war machine in of Spider-Man, the animated series, I... The was one in really, the 90s? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it was 94 The good one. Yes. Okay. My favorite, but I've heard some people, varying opinions, but it's what got me into Spider-Man. So I had a black and white TV in my room, and uh, this episode also had Carnage in it, and I was really excited because I've liked symbiotes and all that for a long time. And it's Spider-Man, and, so. And Spider-Man. But, uh, so I, I got really excited. I ran out to the living room. I was like, I'm going to watch this on the color TV. It's going to be so great. First thing I turn on, it's War Machine. He's monochromatic. I think that the TV's broken. <laughs> I, I start freaking out. I'm like, what is going on? And then finally, like, Iron Man flies by. I'm like, oh. And then I look at the TV again. I'm like, oh. Apparently, this character is gray and black and white. And... Didn't they give him, like, red eyes, though, in that? In, in, in that? Maybe, but I didn't notice at first. Sure, the first thing subtle. I thought was, yeah, I broke it, the TV. It, 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 very subtle. Right, right. <laughs> when your first instinct is, I just broke the TV. Crap. <laughs> You don't, logic starts to trail away. Where's mom? I'm going to run in the opposite direction. Yeah, that was my fun war machine story. So yeah, Adrian, what is the last thing for your list for Memorial Day? Oh, uh, I picked uh, The Nam. It was it was another Marvel book uh, about Vietnam. Uh, it uh, followed uh, Private First Class uh, uh, class uh, Ed Marks. Um, and it went, it was in the early, it was in the mid 80s into the 90s. It was actually another. My brother was the one who was more into like GI Joe and do and and the Nam. I was more into Transformers and the X Men. But um, <clears throat> no, I remember that uh, he really liked uh, getting that, um, and I remember how much he enjoyed it. Uh, if memory serves, and sometimes it doesn't. So anybody feel like you want to correct me, don't hesitate. You would follow Marks, and it would it'd be a retelling of what had happened like a month ago. So he would, it was more of a memory book than anything. It wasn't like you, you were following him during the story. It was more of a, a this is what happened, a journal. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I, I, I just remember a lot of that. I remember seeing a lot of the ads in other books too. 
And I know they have collected them in trade. I mm-hmm. don't know if they're still in production or not. I'm not sure. Because I remember actually getting them from my cousin, borrowing them from, the, borrowing them from him, where he'd pick them all up. I was like, oh, sure. this is interesting to read. and Because you don't really see war stories being printed anymore. Right. So that's definitely a thing. I mean, I imagine they'll probably do some, but I mean, at this rate, non-fiction fiction has taken off so much like it's better it's almost better for people like oh i want to read not real stuff i want to escape reality so that's why i'm going after this sort of thing versus you know war with just people dying like war is war sure right although there's something to be said about i don't know maybe educating people on or showing them that this thing this war is is that bad of a thing well and the trauma of the real part of it yeah and so I don't, yeah. Well, I think it's a fine line, too, of them trying to have that be educational but not glorify as well. Right. Which is a very fine line to right. to show. No, I agree. But then, then again, look at, we play Call of Duty that comes out every year, which is just, <laughs> you're actually shooting other people. So it is what it is. I mean, right. there's a trade-off. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the biggest thing is the market dictates what gets popular and what doesn't. And lately, there hasn't been any real demand for war books. So Right. Like, all right, cool. We don't necessarily need them. They still produce them. They're usually more independent stuff, but it's definitely not mainstream like Marvel or DC is doing that. I can't think of the last thing. I can't. I can't think of anything recent that talked about the horrors of war or even had war as part of the backdrop. I mean, close thing we have is Cold War stuff, where that wasn't even that wasn't even an open conflict. That was a all right a a game of spies more than Mm -hmm, anything. mm -hmm. I'm thinking of Berserker. I don't know if that's technically like all-out war that's kind of more espionage i think yeah or maybe not but i mean because it's a smaller scale it's more of a combat yeah. than a war story though yeah. is the way i treat it but yeah but with that guy being kind of infinite he's been through other wars it's true all right laura what is the last one on your list i messed up so i don't really have anybody so i might just shoot off some people that i'm meant to look up more on sure like i wasn't sure at first if the thing um ben Grimm was a veteran but according to my google searching he was at one point because i looked up a list of veterans and stuff and he was on the list (laughs) he was a pilot or something yeah he was a pilot that's why he flies the fantastic four ship oh right yeah right because he is a pilot Oh, yeah, in Fantastic Four Reborn, is that right? Oh, yeah. no, Life, Life Story. Story. Life, Life Story. Story, sorry. I'm confusing my arcs. Yeah, they went and got him because he was a pilot. Um, Another one I, I meant to look up a little more about, although I guess we're kind of talking about good veterans, but the Red Skull was kind of a bad veteran. He was a I Nazi. I mean, he's a Nazi, so that's really bad, yeah. Yep, and a soldier, and he was in an army. So technically a veteran, but not one you really want to emulate. No, there and, are there are... For there to be good soldiers, there have to be bad, so... Yep, and those were the, the two that I, I meant to look up more about, but cat. So. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, So, springboarding off of Red Skull, I'm going to do my final one is the ultimate good guy for America, Captain America, Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's died several times, depending on what universe and continuity you want to go with. Originally, he died, quote, died in the end of World War II, where he got blown up from a rocket and, yeah, got frozen and thawed out years later. Then the other real main death of Captain America was at the end of Civil War, the first one, where he decided... 13 shot her, shot him. Yep, where he decided, hey, uh, enough, you know, being on the run, 
we're on the wrong side of the government, on the wrong side of everything, near as we can tell. I'm going to turn myself in. We'll fight this in court, blah, blah, blah. No, he felt that it was he was doing more harm to everybody. That's what I'm saying, was, yeah. Yeah. So he decided, okay, well, and part of that would be, I imagine, fight in court, fight, you know, uh, fight in different ways other than just like actual fisticuffs out in the world. Right, because he's, I mean, he, he, he was New tearing York the country was, apart. New York was in, was up in flames. So yeah, he turned himself in, she shot him, he died. And then went through time? Get, yeah, retcon where it gets very messy and convoluted. I didn't look up the research because... That, that was that five-issue <laughs> miniseries that turned into like six or seven uh, at like issue three or four. I believe it was a, yeah, a of six that turned into a seven where it was like yeah three of six four of seven wait what what um seven and nine. and i read the whole story arc but even some of them that read it it was so messy and like mm-hmm. mm, okay guys i see what you're going for but no we'll just say he didn't die. he died but he didn't and it's fine like right. don't worry about the quote science behind it all <laughs> it's all a mess and time... then they tried to do the same thing with batman didn't they he traveled through time when he quote unquote died, yeah, I don't know, it's all a mess, but yeah, Steve Rogers, where he died twice for the country of sorts, so yeah, that is our Memorial Day main topics of discussion. Any other last minute things you want to throw in there, Adrian? You always have stuff to talk about. No, I, when you when you when you sent this, I talked, I I thought about some other things to talk about. You know how how death can really you know spur on some of our own heroics. Um, we remember our own personal heroes a little bit more uh, when they die. We, you know, and that made me obviously think about some of the, the people that kind of spurred on the heroes in, 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 in comics, you know, uncle Ben without uncle Ben dying. We may not have ever had a Spider-Man. Abin Sur, the guy who gave his ring to Hal Jordan to become the new green lantern. No, I just heroes are important. And unfortunately death is a part of life. And so then it's like, okay, Let's write this so at least it, it works well. Uh, have the good thing spin out of the bad thing, mm-hmm. where the bad isn't necessarily the end-all, be-all. Something Sometimes bad things need to happen for good things to overcome the bad. Yep, you appreciate the good if you've experienced the bad, yeah. theoretically. That has been a theme in my last two weeks. Just things that i, I just been, you know, reading and listening to again. Uh, modest Mouse. Modest Mouse. Uh, the Vine, it was from like maybe 2000, 2005, but it talks about how basically what you just said, you can't, you, if if you don't know the bad, you don't recognize the good. If all things are good, nothing is good, basically, because they're all the same. Yeah, that was like the end of The Good Place, too. Yeah. Spoiler. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, it I been... think it was the whole last season, though, wasn't it? Or, yeah. Or was, quite a few episodes. I mean, it was the last story arc of the season, and that, okay. I mean, that's been done for a year and a half, two years now. I don't know. 2020 was weird, guys. Oh I don't know how time worked, but it, it did. So, we're yeah. here now, I think. Yeah. We're here now, unless you're listening to this now, then we were here then, but you're here now. So have fun with that, folks. I do wonder sometimes about um, how some of these stories would have progressed had certain heroes stayed dead. For stuff like that, check out What If, because a lot of that has Sure, that. sure. But, you know, I think about, you know, Jean Grey, the Phoenix dark phoenix and she's died like multiple times and come back multiple times or superman he died in the 90s and then came back like a year later yeah that was i think that's part of the problem is that heroes don't ever like mercy says in 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 overwatch heroes never die but 
kind of you kind of want them to sometimes. <laughs> Seriously. I know. I just I'm kinda not like, supposed to say that out loud. Kind of like how <laughs> some books are supposed to be canceled. Some here are supposed to be dead. <laughs> yeah, but the canceled books are just not good books. Hey, that, maybe that's a hero that is dead. That book is a hero, and that uh, that, that hero is dead. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Anywho, we will move on to some of the favorite books that we read this week. The week of Wednesday, January, or January, wow, May 26th. Today's the 27th. Happy anniversary, Laura. Thanks. Uh, in January. Yeah, January. <laughs> January, January, May. It's a new new month. Because 2020 Stupid lasted March forever. weather. Because 2020 lasted forever and was so short at the same time, we're just making up new months now. So that's how it's going to work from now on. Febtober. Yeah. March. And Ohio weather, who knows what it is. So anyway, books that came out this week, what stood out to you guys that you read this week? I will go first with my here, my pick of the week, actually, until we sold out of it, that is, was Reptile number one. So because it sold out, you don't pick it anymore? Uh, because yep. it sold out, I picked a different pick at the store for my tag. Oh. I just moved it to something else. Like, all right, well, this one is also a really good book. So my original one that sold out, uh, but I think you can get, if you want an issue, you can probably back order or we can get a second printing or who knows what. Anyway, is Reptile number one. If you paid attention to the book, The Young Avengers, probably six years six or seven years ago now you'll notice hey that's what that kid is avengers academy or avengers academy yes that's not what it avengers, was, yeah. avengers academy you said that i'm like yeah no as soon as i said yep. it, this is wrong avengers academy where the avengers initiative that fell out of oh, uh civil war was like hey we need to start training you know instead of having just avengers in new york city or the west coast avengers let's have avengers around the whole country because hey, bad stuff happens everywhere. No, no, just New York. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so they did Avengers account or Avengers, yeah, initiative, right. and then they within oh. that they all right, we'll have a training school for you know before you become the full fledged Avengers. Well, I think that academy came out of Civil War. It was one of those things that just well, because that both. was part of the problem. Is, it was both. Is, yeah, they did Avengers initiative, which was out of Civil War, and then specifically after that. What followed the main story of Avengers Initiative was Avengers Academy. Because Reptile was originally in the mm-hmm. Avengers Initiative, like, issue six or something. It was, like, a whole bunch of small issues that focus on different heroes. This one Reptile was in, where he has the power to turn into a dinosaur, or parts Harsh. of him can turn into a dinosaur. So it, he became the leader of the Avengers Academy, which you find out, spoiler-ish, if this is still in print, I'm not even sure, with Avengers Academy. The reason why... They came up with that school is because they weren't like, hey, you, you know, you're the best, uh, best of the best. You're going to be the Avenger someday. It's like, no, you're the troubled youth. We want to save you before you turn into supervillains. And of course, once they found out that they didn't like that, like, what do you mean? We're, you know, troubled youth were targeted to be supervillains. You don't trust us. That's why you put us in the school, in this pocket dimension away from everything else. Didn't Norman do something with Hammer and the initiative? Uh, Possibly. That might have been part of the Dark Reign stuff that lasted a year. So I feel like that had a good start and a good end. Like they didn't keep going with it beyond when they should have. Right. But yeah, he was the leader. Anyway, Reptile was the leader of the his team class of Avengers Academy. And the book actually, if you have not known any of that stuff, the book does a really good recap. It has like a two to three page recap of like, hey. You may not know who this is, but here, here you go. We got you covered. Here's everything you need to know. And I really like it. I think it's a pretty cool book where 
It's a kid that most people don't know about. This is only like a three issue series too. It's either three oh. or five issue. It's a very short series, which I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's it's fulfilling. Like we're we know what we're going for. Here it is. We're done. And yeah, it's really cool where you find out that Reptile doesn't even know a whole lot of dinosaurs. His cousin is like, here, you. Well, what about whatever this dinosaur is? I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to butcher the name, so I'm not going to mention it. He's like, what about this one? He's like, "Uh, wait, what? He's like, dude, you turn into dinosaurs and you don't even know this one? So what does he do? He puts an app on his phone of all the different dinosaurs. What were you trying to butcher? Oh, what? Probably Pteranodon. Yeah, the actual Uh, dinosaur uh, that he could. I'm like. Parasaurolophus. (laughs) Yeah, a couple things I wanted to throw in there, too. Um, More recently than Avengers Academy. Reptil was in the King and Black Spider-Man number one one shot. Yep, that was just a couple months ago. And that was pretty cute. And in this particular issue, I liked there was this one art layout that was really cool. Like Reptil, I think it's whatever the character's actual name is that I already forgot. Um, he's in one corner and all of the the panels are kind of radiating out from his head. and Like a memory or something? I'm not well, sure no, what that, it was. That's his story of like that's everything. That's his backstory, basically. Okay. Oh, yeah. That is everything. That, like where he was in Avengers Initiative, Avengers Academy. What happened to that class? What all he's been doing? So that's... it's a great recap. Instead of just having a text blur at the beginning, like no, no, we'll have a little artful and flesh it out and have good good time with it. I did like yeah, the, it's a good uh, splash page. I did like the the good uh, the fun uh, product placement there on his shirt. The Selena Luznos, yeah, which is I was like, which I actually en- extra enjoyed because I just watched the series on Netflix and oh, just finished okay. watching it. So I was like, "Hey, I know that band." Oh, I didn't catch that one. I, I was there were a few Spanish phrases in it. Okay. Oh, was it that Selena? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yes, because originally her whole band originally was the whole family, her and the family. Actually, okay. it was her father's band. Well, yes and no. I mean, <laughs> her father like made the whole family be in the band. So, like, it was their whole band. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was starting to say I was Googling some of the phrases in there because I was like, oh, I don't know enough Spanish and I wanted to know. And then it was really you funny. You had my phone number. Yeah, but Google's faster than calling you. It's true. And I feel less bad. <laughs> like, I I don't want to just call you up and be like, I assume you know Spanish. And That's not an assumption. You know I do. <laughs> Yeah, but or I assume yeah. you have nothing else going on. Translate. Yeah. All right. Fine. You're not my. <laughs> you're not my Dance. linguistics Dance. biatch. But um, the the iron the irony was that the word I needed to look up was hidden, and I was like, oh, I didn't know it. It was hidden from me. Hidden. I thought that was funny. escondido. Yeah, I think that was it. It's on like the first page. Yeah, I do like the fact that they had. English and, tra- and Spanish in it, but they didn't like subtitle. This is what it is. Like, no, like either do the work or you'll just won't know it. Yeah. That almost reminds you of, I think it was Borders or something like that. It had a lot of Spanish to it and it was not just giving it up. You had to look it up or know it. Yeah. That was Borders by Brian K. Vaughn, where it was half English, half Spanish, where two people got abducted by aliens. They don't know each other's language and they don't have subtitles for you to figure it out. Like either you have to know it, Google it or just ignore it. But with that one, along with this one too, is there's enough context that you can figure out what they're saying just based off of yeah. the body language and everything too. So yeah. Anyway, reptile number one, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that was my pick of the week for this week. What else stood out to you guys? I'm really trying to like aliens. Alien. Uh, or yeah, sorry. 
Alien. Uh, I want it to be good. I really do. I'm, I I <laughs> I remember Alien and Aliens being great. You know, this supposed to be like good stuff we're talking about. I know, that, right? I know. But that was the one you asked what stood out, and that one stood out to me. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be good because it stood out. We're trying to sell stuff here by talking about good stuff. <laughs> just throwing it out there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It stood out because I really want it to be good, and I'm really hoping that it will turn into something good. Alien. If you like the movies, check it out. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize it came out. Is it polls only right now? No, it's on the wall. I just It's issue three, and I stopped bringing it home. Okay. Because I don't think I even brought home issue two, because... I'm surprised it's not polls only, honestly, but it's going to be very close. Okay. Well, what's that up to you, Laura? I feel like you were encouraging me to talk about the blue flame because you handed it to me earlier. Um, you seem to like it better than I did, so I figured you might want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess all of the things we had, that that really is it. It was a pretty light week, folks. Like, normally I bring home around 20 bucks. This week I brought home... Like 12. Yeah, and I didn't get back to a lot of them either, which is unfortunate. And a lot of them, like one of my criterias, I prefer to talk to you about first issues because odds are if I like the first issue, then I've already told you about it by the third or fifth issue. Like Maestro's in the fifth issue. I wanted to read Young Squadron, but I didn't get back to that one, but that was a number one. Um, And The Heroes Reborn is number four, though, but it's weekly. Dune, I'm excited to keep reading. That came out this week. Um, what else we got? X-Men. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I'm always a fan about of the X-Men, so I'm hoping we get more fights like we did at the beginning of this whole House and Powers of X thing. Uh, stay tuned, because they're going to be the whole... Um, the utopia is going to crumble, is what I'm getting from everything. Wait, what? I know, right? You mean <laughs> they put themselves on an island and then even merge two islands together and it's... It's not going to end well? I think it's the <laughs> upcoming big arc is like House on Fire or something like that. I, I know they're doing the Gala event, or the Gala, Hellfire Gala. Hellfire. Murder so, at the Gala or something? Well, just the whole Hellfire mm-hmm. Gala is the name of the next like crossover of all the X-Men books. Oh, yeah. And then after that, it's supposed to be like, oh, bad. we need to address like, you know, main real life super or, you know, real supervillains that are with us that we said, hey, forgive us, everybody. There's a problem with that. Right. But anyway, Blue Flame, Laura. Oh, yeah. I, I was debating if I was going to be able to get back to that or not. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the first thing that stood out in this issue is it's got QR codes in the front. like um, We Live. Yeah, We Live. I don't know why I forget that every time. I confuse it with Wind because they both start with W. They're, they're alphabetized together. Anyway, so it's got a, a code so you can scan it and listen to music by Aaron Fisher. I didn't get a chance yet because the day I scanned it, it didn't work because we read our comics a little early. And I think that it just wasn't released yet. But Alex started it earlier and we didn't get back to it because we had to start recording. But let's see, what's going on? Shouldn't be too much spoilers. The main premise is the Blue Flame, the main character, is on a cosmic trial for all of humanity's errors and sins um, with... Some space people he ran across. I think that he was investigating a a beacon or something, and it was a trap. And then it kind of went into some recaps of his past and how the Blue Flame is actually Sam Brossom. And he was a member of the Night Brigade with Swiftbird, the Feet, the Crimson Visage, and Thea. And 
Everything else I wrote down is spoilers. So you're just going to have to read it yourself. Um, it's a space book. superhero book. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of their heroics were more to get fame than really to just be heroes yeah, so what, far. Whatever we'll it takes, see. I guess. Yeah. yeah it kind of reminded me of that Fantastic Four issue that I forgot, Life Story, where in that version, the Fantastic Four are more about like the glory and talking about there are figure, what happened more to figure them. Yeah, than figure heads. Heroes. Yeah, not like, oh, there's a fire we need to go put out. Oh, there's the supervillain doing whatever. We need to stop him. It's just, oh, we're going to go on a parade and talk about how great it is to be good people. PR. So yeah, that's Blue Flame number one. Uh, I'll go next with Made in Korea number one. This is a futuristic story where there is some sort of virus or something that is preventing people from having kids. We don't really know what's going on, but they can't have kids. So instead of procreating and having ch- ki- having kids, they have kids by manufacturing them. They are little robots that are running around that are programmed to have different AIs and have personalities. And I can't imagine that going wrong at all. No, it's fine. It'll be fine. It's fine. I've it's never seen be... any movies like that. <laughs> right, yeah. Robots that look like people, it'd be fine. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. Um, uh, it jumps back and forth between a family that decides to have a kid and a scientist that thinks he may have cracked the code of what is going on. Like, why are we not able to procreate? What's, what is the big, what's the big problem with this? And of course, and you know, standard dramatic fashion that does not end well for him. The fact that he knows something and something happens to him. We don't really know what because it's like off panel, like oh, and then yoink. he probably just tripped over a can of air. He he just tripped and he got caught. And he caught himself with some string around his throat, and that saved him. Yeah, it's fine. that's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's made in Korea number one. It reminds me a lot of the series Alex and Ada, where a uh, guy fell in love with a synthetic robot, and this one like they this family comes up with a synthetic robot that. May or may not have to do with the guy that found the code of what was going on. Oh, it definitely does. Dun, dun, dun. Well, spoil alert. Oh, see, I, <laughs> I thought we were supposed to know that. So, Sorry. So, yeah, it may or may not have something to do with that. I mean, why else would it be in the book if they both, I mean, they're both in the story, so. Yeah, sorry, that was the first thing nah, in they're my... they're kind of related. I'm sure they're going to be it's unrelated. Fine. Yeah, made in Korea. My four-line synopsis was two oddly intersecting storylines. So, sorry. Spoilers for me. (laughs) Anyway, that was my... uh, It was actually going to be my pick of the week, but it was Mark and Angie. They got Mark up to the store before me. He put the tags on there first, so that's their pick of the week. You have a key. I think you should start going in early. Didn't you uh, all three pick the same thing last week, too? Uh, Because my main thing got picked, and they already took... Took it before I got there, so yeah. Okay. I think I need a tag, but then I would have to start picking things before now. Yeah. (laughs) Anything else stand out to you guys that was good? I should preference. You're gonna be really embarrassed when it turns into a really good book. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Uh, the last thing that since Laura's still looking over her notes, I'm with the last thing for me that is my pick of the week after Reptile sold out. That is Robin number two, uh, where it features a brand new character i want to say villain but i don't know for sure named flatline uh spoiler alert for anybody that has not read issue number one issue number one ends with 
Robin dying, he gets his heart ripped out of his chest by a flatline. But he gets better. He gets better because, hey, if he dies at the issue one, there's like more than, it's not a one shot. There's going to be more. Uh, you find out that they're on this island where you're allowed to die two times. Uh, if you die a third time, you stay dead the third time. And it's a tournament that's very similar to Fortnite or Battle Royale where it's like, all right, you have to fight everybody to the death. And, you know, winner is gets gets granted immortality. Chances are it's going to be at what cost. But it is what it is. It's the League of Shadows, I believe, is one conducting this tournament. And once Robin gets revived and told, oh, those are the rules. Everyone's allowed to die one time. Okay. Time to flex a little bit. He goes on a killing spree of killing everybody. Right. It's Damien Robin, yeah. right? Yeah. So he doesn't have to hold back anymore. He's like, oh, I can kill you. And it, there's no consequences. Cool. I will do so. And he shows off in front of everybody like, nope, kill y'all. Doesn't matter. Don't care. I'm staring at a bunch of dead men. Okay, Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that is just the very beginning of the story. I don't want to give away too much because it is actually a really good story arc. I've enjoyed so far where he has some growing up to do where even though he is talented, he's not necessarily the best of the best. Like he can still learn more from other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, including one of the things is like how to relax. I mean, that's one thing Damien does not do is like take any time off. He's always work, 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 work. Like his dad. And his mom. Talia. Oh. I mean, they're both very focused on the I mean, goal. they did relax once. No, that was her job. Her job <laughs> oh, was to, right. to get right. uh, to get an air. So That's right. That is Robin number two. Check it out. Also, I would like to note that I really like his new costume. The re- uh, black and gray and red. Uh, it's very much a Damien suit personality than the typical Robin of red, yellow, and green, bright colors. I did like the hood that he had for a long time. Yes. That was pretty cool. I mean, I, he still does have the hood. Okay. But uh, definitely, like, he's finally making it more his own other mm-hmm. than, like, oh, I just want to have a hood and be broody like everyone else. Like, no, no, it's actually... He's, I'm not like my dad. Right. Definitely. I am. He is definitely developing more of his own personality within his costume. Now, it could be because he's somewhat undercover and on his own, away from Batman, but... It's pretty cool. Um, I like how there's one character that is a complete ripoff of Deadpool. Like, <laughs> Deadpool and um, Deathstroke. Like, it's crazy how much of a copy it is. But, I mean, Marvel and DC always copy each other. It's fine. Uh, his name is Respawn. And I'll just pass <laughs> the book oh to Adrian. Gosh. Top no. left is where he is. Oh, uh, that's totally Deadpool. Yeah. Totally Deadpool slash it's, Deathstroke. It's, I mean, it's a definitely a combination of the two. Like it is the Deadpool colors, but with the Deathstroke, Deathstroke with the Deathstroke patterns, with a little bit of Spidey thrown in. Yeah. So like, spawn. everything needs more Spidey. Right. So it's respawn. So yeah, they have a whole bunch of new characters there in here that who knows will probably turn out to be nothing, but it is what it is. So it's a bunch of kids on an island fighting each other. Yeah, pretty much. So Strange Academy. Um, Hunger Games. Yeah. Hunger Games, Alice Strange Academy. Yeah. So yeah, that is Robin number two. That is my, like I said, that is my pick of the week after my first pick of the week sold out. And I do like Strange Academy. Absolutely. I'm not knocking it. And Teen Titans Academy came out this week too. And that's another one that has been pretty good. Anything else stand out to you guys or do we move on to the Heroes of the Week? Yeah, I think I'm going to let it go. You're right. It was kind of a light week. So, I mean, we we went long on the podcast again, so that's okay. That's what we do. I started going on tangents to make sure we have plenty of... So did we, so that's okay. 
Uh, Adrian, why don't you kick it off with who is your hero of the week, combo character or otherwise? Mine's going to be an otherwise. I, I mentioned it at the very beginning of this episode, considering the theme of the episode, um, all of our fallen soldiers. Um, thank you for your sacrifice. Easy enough. Quick and easy. There's a slight spoiler from the beginning where we're talking about earlier. So, sure. So, yeah. Uh, Laura, who is your hero of the week? I think that I'm going to kind of cop out again, like I almost always do. Thinking of our anniversary, I, I forget if I've mentioned this before, but Adrian actually was very pivotal on our wedding day because he was the best man. And I didn't realize until I needed things done and I couldn't ask Alex to do them anymore that Adrian had to be my hero that day. So you can be my hero today because yeah, of our anniversary to celebrate the day you were my hero four years ago. Is that right? Yes. Is it bad that I, I forget right offhand? Yeah. Yeah. Math's hard. Math's hard, and it's past your bedtime. I always tell my wife, it seems like it's been forever, and she always <laughs> gives me a dirty look, so it's okay. Maybe I mean, Trisha should be my hero. Maybe I'll save that for next week. My hero is going to be sucking up also, or it's going to be Laura for dealing with me for four years married. See, you need to come up with that new heroes. A, that, she already copped out. You can't cop out again. That's my podcast. I do what I want. Yeah, that's pretty true. Like, I, I probably, <laughs> I should have picked you, but I know I've picked you at other points. I'm trying not to repeat heroes. Yeah. Hopefully I didn't pick Adrian another time. It's been long enough that I don't remember. Yeah, yeah you don't want him to be a hero every time. Yeah. He'll start to get cocky then. That's never good. Yeah, I really need to it's go true. through all our old issues and write down our heroes so I stop repeating, but oh. That's okay. Uh, we're allowed to repeat because, again, we do whatever we want. That's fine. Yeah, now that we're actually getting into a full year of these, like it was funny, I, we said we were going to go back and double check our July and Memorial Day issues from last year, but with 2020, we actually didn't have issues, so we only had to check Veterans Day. We got Day. issues because of 2020. Yeah. yeah, different kinds of issues. Yeah, we're getting close to almost a full year back. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I still don't know how good... Out, outlying speech for the show so I'll just stumble upon like I normally do like thanks Excelsior. for listening thanks for sharing uh, Jared we'll see you at some point maybe get done buying a house Jared come back and who knows we might have all four of us here at some point it's hard to say especially with Laura's new shift starting that may make it difficult but yeah at some point we may get all four of us at the same time again who knows at least at least with you going back to work, Adrian's getting to school soon, so he hopefully he can be more of a permanent on the mic going forward. But we'll figure it out as we go. Yeah, like someday you'll get to replace me and be my hero again instead yeah. of replacing Jared and being Jared's hero, maybe. We'll yeah, Jared's Jared definitely would have forgotten his hero of the week, hmm. and he's definitely stressed right now. Poor guy. I mean, hopefully it all works out and he gets, he's happy. But I know we're happy that you, the listener, is listening. And that you're sharing the podcast, because I know you do. I know you tell your friends about it. And clicking you, subscribe. I know you post on so social media and tag us, tag the store with it, so I know that you're sharing it. Hint, hint. I never thought about tagging the store. You guys need to do a, a hashtag-themed thing soon. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> or just tell us when you come to the store, like, hey, I listened to the show. This was good. Or, hey, this was better, because we don't want to hear about bad stuff. Yeah, and write reviews on your different services, because we should check that again sometime. Yeah, sorry folks, that if you have written reviews, it's very difficult for us to look them up, because they're everywhere, and not all services have reviews, and it's hard to remember who has the reviews, who doesn't, who yeah. has five star. I know iTunes has like a five star, and you can write a review, that's supposedly good, 
So if you're on an uh, Apple device and listen to them that way, do reviews on that. If you have a device that doesn't do reviews, just yell outside your window, hey, listen to the show. So, yeah. Yeah, because that'll work. I mean, you'll get attention. So there's no such thing as bad publicity. That's not true. There is yeah, such thing as bad publicity. I was going to say. I was going to say. So, yeah. Have some good publicity. Share the show. I work this weekend, right? Yes. All right. If you mention the show, I'll bring in cookies. There you go. <laughs> and then you can have a cookie if you mention the show. Hey, Adrian, don't forget the show. I want a cookie. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> don't let me forget to buy the cookies. <laughs> hey, don't forget to buy the cookies. Thanks. I have Saturday off, so you can give me a text if you forget them. So, yeah. Thanks for listening, folks. And, yeah, hopefully we'll be back next week with more stuff to talk about. Happy Memorial Day. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, <laughs> good evening, and good night.